Blog Talk Radio. Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie G, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And happy Monday evening to everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio. Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark with you as we start to hit the second half of February. And uh, baseball is getting very interesting, and we want to talk about it with you. So give us a call at 646-716-5403. Hit us up Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to be up in a minute if you guys, uh, you have it. Oh, there it is. Good to Hello. Go. I didn't see the uh, phone. Hello to Facebook Live, Blog Talk, and send us your tweets as well. So, guys, uh, we've been waiting for this. Finally, the big signing, J.D. Martinez. We all thought he was coming to Boston to begin with. Mike, you got to be happy. And, uh, listen, the owner's kind of wanting this because he didn't get the money you thought he was going to get maybe in uh, September October. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually a really reasonable deal, especially when you see what Hosmer got. Hosmer got the extra year for San Diego. He got eight years instead of the seven that was being rumored. And uh, the same thing with J.D. Martinez. It was supposed to be seven uh, – it was supposed to be, uh, I'm sorry, $150 million, and it's nowhere close to that, Vinny. It's going to be 110. Uh, and they said the Red Sox were – the whole time were offering 100. And then today they finally said we'll go 110, and that's what got it done. I guess he was tired of waiting and waiting and waiting because I feel like 10 mil shouldn't have been what he was waiting for. You know, I suppose he's probably wanted a lot more of that or a couple more years at least. But, I mean, the Red Sox had to do this, especially with the Yankees that have done this all season. We all thought this was inevitable. Well, it was inevitable. And it just took a little while for 10 extra mil. Uh, J.D. Martinez to the Sox. Uh, something that interests me in this, uh, what do they do? They have an extra outfield spot here. Uh, they could probably trade Jackie Bradley Jr. and get some a really nice return for him. Yeah, I, and listen, this is now leading to a great and another of those epic pennant chases between the Yankees and Red Sox. They both were good last year, playoff teams last year, and they added a guy that could have won the NL MVP. I mean, if J.D. Martinez had played more games, he really would have given Giancarlo a run for that NL MVP. He goes to Boston's lineup. Stanton now joins, joins Judge and all those guys in the Yankees lineup. So the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry may be back. And the Red Sox, they finished last in the American League in home runs. J.D. Martinez hit 45 out in Arizona last year, and he, was, he wasn't even on the team half the year, and he was even injured. Yeah, I mean, this is a great signing for them. It really is. And, you know, I think he's just as good as Stanton. Uh, you know, you want to put him a slight bit under, you know, I won't argue with you. Uh, it's a huge bat for that lineup. It now projects to be Mookie Betts, Andrew Benatendi, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Mitch Moreland at first, uh, Devers at third baseman, Jackie Bradley, who we mentioned could get traded, Christian Beck, uh, Vasquez a catcher, and then Eduardo Nunez is going to play second base until Pedroia is healthy. Once Pedroia is healthy, uh, Nunez is a super utility, so a lot of depth on that, uh, yeah, on that they'll offense. Be, they'll be sliding Nunez everywhere on that team. So, yeah, the lineup looks a hell of a lot better. They got their star bat, and that's what they missed with Ortiz not being there last year. They didn't have the power. And now uh, J.D. Martinez is coming in to fill in Ortiz's role. What does this do for, uh, fantasy-wise? Um, for guys maybe around them, guys in the lineup, especially in Boston, like that lineup, guys the top of the lineup now, they're going to have to score more runs. It's going to be a little bit more valuable now. I, I love Mookie Betts. I think he uh, – listen, he still gave you first-round output last year, but I think he even has better this year. Uh, I like Ben Intendi. I think he takes the next step 
And, uh, I, uh, Alexander Bogarts is still a, a decent shortstop, starting shortstop for fantasy. Uh, Martinez with them batting in front of him is just going to be awesome. It really is. And I think this is a better spot than Arizona, especially with that whole humidor put in place. You don't know how many home runs it's going to cut off. Uh, he is going to absolutely rake with Fenway Park. And I think that definitely makes everybody better, Rob. Everybody around and they have the bat. He's the protection for everybody in that uh, in that lineup now. And J.D. Martinez, I don't think his numbers are going to drop at all because he went to Arizona, Boston. We all know about the short porch over there, the big wall. Uh, J.D. should be doing just fine. And uh, 45 home runs, who knows? He could probably do it again. And Arizona's going to be just fine because they signed Jared Dyson minutes after this. They happened. gave him a ton of money. What, for what? He had five homers and 30 RBIs. That's what, what J.D. did in like a couple in a week. Seven and a half mil for two years. I mean, this is... You know, usually he's a part-time player. And they gave him two years, and they said just in case they lose anybody else next year. And here they are. Now they've lost NCR Day when they traded into the Braves. They've lost J.D. Martinez. And if you're a Diamondbacks fan, they're a good team. They They really are a good team. And, uh, you know, to replace him with – I mean, there's got to be somebody else better for them. The only – I would have – you go from 45 home runs to right. five home runs. That's a big jump. I would have liked to see them go after Cargo, maybe on a one-year show-me type deal. Just get a you know bad presence in there, somebody to protect Cargo. Is he next now? Uh, he has he's got to be, be, right? Be, yeah. That's the best bat on the market now, I have to say. Uh, the other thing with Dyson is he can play center field. If Polak, who is always injury-ridden, gets hurt again, Dyson can then just slide over to center and you know cover all that ground. And John Henry came out today and said, we don't need to be popular. We need to win. Put his money where his mouth is. Apparently the uh, – the original offer for JD was 100 million, and they upped it to an extra 10 million. Now JD was looking for 200 million when it started. So, uh, you know, you talked a lot about the owners getting what they wanted. And this is kind of an example of that. And yet, he still goes to a team that we really thought he would go to—a big market team for big money—and he has two different opt-outs. So, you know, you don't know if JD Martinez is going to be there for a long term, but he'll be there for the next three years or so, at least, guaranteed. And you saw that this opt-out thing is—it's uh, becoming big. You saw Hosmer got an opt-out, I think, there for five years. So. Uh, you know, he's going to be there for five years, and uh, if he's on the decline, hey, I'll just opt in and keep cashing in my money. If he's still, you know, playing like he did last season, then he can opt out and get more money. So, opt out is a beautiful thing for the players. If they're still putting up the numbers they put up when uh, they were a free agent, obviously looking for this money, they could opt out and try to get a new deal, knowing they might decline in the next couple of years. If they don't, I mean, look at Tanaka. Um, I know he finished really strong, but uh, he wasn't going to get the same kind of money yep. if he didn't opt in. So uh, these opt-outs definitely great for the players, and that's something these owners and GMs definitely got to keep going forward with. And the guy with the biggest opt-out that people are going to pay attention to, we talked about it already on the show, is Clayton Kershaw, and he's got one after this coming season. If he has a great season and stays healthy, you could almost see that happening where he uses that opt-out. He might stay with L.A. like A-Rod did. He used his opt-out and got more money from the Yankees in the longer term. Now, it's a lot different with pitchers, of course, than hitters. So it's going to be very interesting. And he did that with us to help with Scott Boris. Aaron went in there and made his own deal with the Yanks during the World Series. He did. And we know how much Scott Boris is uh, a favorite of some of the guys in the show. Um, the other thing is now, uh, you know, so betting-wise, AL East odds. I mean, has any – I don't even know if we've had a chance to look or if they've had a chance to even make a jump, but you have to think that the AL East odds and the World Series odds are going to jump up a little bit and uh, maybe get some better values than some other teams as uh, the Red Sox might become a better favorite than uh, they were. I haven't checked, but I'm sure it's not uh, – you're not paying too much for either of those teams, and you're probably not getting too much of a return for either of them for the payouts. I mean, I was looking at all the other divisions that come up randomly on my Twitter that I followed, and the Dodgers are like minus 200 favorites to win. The Astros are like minus 300 favorites to win their division. The Nationals are minus 200 in the NL East. That's what I was saying uh, last week on the show. All these guys are expected to win the division. AL East, it's not a lot for the Yankees, despite an awesome offseason for them. J.D. Martinez, the Red Sox won it last. Uh, the Red Sox uh, were in it last year. I mean, it's no lot in the AL East. It's going to be a fun race between the rivals. Hopefully the rivalry is back and as good as it once was. 
And, uh, you know, Derek Jeter owns the Marlins, and when he played, he owned the Rays. And you would think that he also owned the Rays with the moves that they made. So when you talk about the AL East, we saw the two teams that we knew were going to be the super teams. Now you have the Rays that basically threw in the white towel before game one. Um, and just another move that I didn't get, I missed the Dickerson trade. Uh, I guess they waived him, but they put him on uh, designated him for yes, assignment. Right, right. I, I guess I missed it at first because I started texting Mike what, yesterday. Like, what the hell? What is this? Like, did I miss something? Did he get arrested? Did he do something wrong? And it just seems like it was just a dumb, dumb move right, for this organization that doesn't want to win. He was an all-star, and he's 29 years old. And he's cheap. Paid. It can't be much. He's cheap. Yeah, so what's he's $5 million. I it all the players are pissed. Uh, Price came out and said, I can't believe that's all he got for uh, Odorizzi. And uh, Kevin Kiermaier actually said he was furious with the moves. He doesn't understand what we're doing, what type of direction we're going in. Dickerson's a left-handed bat that uh, hit 27 home runs, I think, last year, uh, 22 the year before. And uh, this Jake Odorizzi thing really pisses me off because he's, he's 27 years old. He's under contract for $6 million. He's a right-handed pitcher that's made uh, at least 27 starts uh, the last four years. Why was it every team could have used him, and they traded him to Minnesota for Minnesota's 27th-ranked prospect who projects as a utility player in Major League Baseball? And they're going to lose Cobb, too, so that rotation needs some help. Uh, I think they trust the young kid, Faria. Yep. He had a couple of duds uh, going in there, but I have to like him. But he's not. He's no ace. You're putting too much pressure on him, and you know Chris Arch is going to get dealt by the deadline more than likely. And they have a stud in the farm who might make rotation out of camp. Uh, otherwise, they'll wait for the whole Super 2 thing. This kid, Brent Honeywell, is a name to keep an eye on, especially at the end of drafts. He is the real deal. He's another one of those Tampa starters. And you expect to see him this year, Mike? Absolutely. And, Mike, you said that the players are really pissed off and angry. Even Evan Magoria, who was another Ray that they got rid of in the offseason, was approached. And he, and he said that he's like, I, I just don't get it. He's a good ball player. What is yep. this? And I feel like there's, you know, at least 25 teams that could use this guy. And it's just weird to me that nobody else has, you know, taken any of these guys. I mean, he got less money than uh, Jason Vargas for the Mets. He got less money than Andrew Kashner and uh, Baltimore the other day. Uh, you know, he's not uh, as good as Lance Lynn, if you ask me, and I don't think he's as good as uh, Cobb. But, I mean, a right-handed pitcher that you know is going to eat innings at 27 years old for under $7 million. And I'm telling you it's going to cost you the 27th best prospect in your farm. You have to – it's like a joke. These Florida teams, what are they doing over there? So, and they're trying to get a new arena, Vinny, uh, a new stadium. Oh, and let me tell you something. Nobody needs a new stadium more than Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> they I, do not I get so impressed when I see the Yankees playing there. It's so gloomy and dull in there. It's depressing watching a baseball game. And obviously we have great joy watching baseball. Tampa Bay, <laughs> probably kind of feels it's got to go. It's disgusting in there. They definitely need a new stadium. And, yeah, you need uh, good players to bring out some uh, fans to go see these, uh, the team. So, I don't know what Tampa Bay's doing, but uh, the dominoes seem to be falling. Some new darkers we still have Lance Lynn out there. We'll have uh, Arietta, Cobb. Cobb and Arietta, those the three pitcher names. And we have Cargo out there, too. Do you think they're going to sign the rest of the week now? Uh, I think so. I think, you know. It's without that time now, they Right. And this, free, this whole um, unemployed camp is really a bunch of no-names. Anybody that's a, a Scott Boris guy is working out at his camp, I, I read. So, or they're working out at their colleges. So all the big names are not in this unemployed camp. Um, so the one thing that I, would, um, I was thinking about was you got all these guys in the camp. Now, whether they're big names or not, they're, they're major league ball players, and they're guys that need to – you know, be signed that need a team that can help. I mean, even like a team like the Braves, you know, anybody. I, I just say that because they're my team. They can help the Rays. They know that, the Marlins. But I was wondering, like, once one or two guys sign and there's less and less players at that camp, they're going to start getting lonely, and that's when they're going to really feel the pressure, and that could come very soon. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely can. And, look, the camp has already started. And I just think that 
the players want to be in there. They want to start learning, uh, you know, all the staff and uh, the rest of the teammates. And I think that's a big deal in baseball. This is, you know, it's a grind. It's an every night grind. And there's something to be said, you know, with the uh, camaraderie with the teammates. And I, I think they want to get in there as soon as possible. And like you said, Jamie, $10 million, me and you is holy shit. But, uh, you know, $10 million to these guys, it's nothing. So uh, you got to start seeing exactly. It's just crazy because of how long he held that. You you could probably say he was the best hitter on the market, the free agents market. Oh, my God. It was close. We waited all this for just $10 more million. Dollars. I'll even say this. I would uh, I would even put it to this way. I don't know if Harper and Machado will have the numbers going into their free agent year next year that uh, J.D. had this year. J.D. Martinez also had a good case of what the NLMB yeah, so I mean, that's how good One home run shy of finding Dave Ruth for most of the season. You really, JD had a case for the MVP, and he wasn't yeah. even on the team. Six four six seven one six fifty four three. Want to hear from you guys? We're talking about baseball. We're gonna get into uh, all the other sports in just a couple of minutes as well. Obviously, spring training getting underway. The baseball games, fantasy drafts. Time to start thinking fantasy. Start to do your rankings. We've been talking about that all along. Um, and another guy that moved teams and you know uh, you had him going to San Diego if he didn't stay in Kansas City it's like you know these have been like such like poorly kept secrets you know Martinez uh, uh, Red Sox Posmer to the Padres and uh, I'm gonna, I've got to leave for a minute but I know you guys are going to talk about it but everybody knew he was going to end up there why did it take so long but he finally is there and Eric Hosmer got his big deal guys yeah and uh, first of all I'm shocked at the length uh, that's a lot is, of years it is this is um but what I said, this reminds me of the whole Jason Work contract uh, with Washington. When he first went to Washington, there was no Harper. There was no Strasburg. Washington needed to go out there and make uh, a big signing and say, we're going to spend money. Uh, we want this to be a, a place for players to come. It almost, I mean, you can speak to this, Amari and the Knicks. I mean, you have to overpay to get that first guy there. Whether Hosmer works out like Work did, and, you know, who knows. But uh, I'll read you the lineup real quick, and you give me a thought. Uh, Manuel Margot is out in the outfield. He's actually an underrated player. I agree with you, man. He could steal a ton of bases. Yes. Will Myers, I like. Osmer, uh, Hunter Renfro has a ton of power. He strikes out a ton. Your uh, favorite, Chase Headley, cool. uh, back at third base. Austin Hedges, Freddie Galvis, who they just brought in to play short. Yeah, and then uh, some second base that I don't know. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name, so I won't try. I like the top three. Uh, Hosmer's got to be the guy there. Is he going to have the same numbers? He's, he's once again at a pitcher's park. Right. Just like KC, two big ballparks, so. I mean, I thought the Nationals should have splintered. Not eight years. I mean, in eight years, I can't blame anything besides the Padres. Throwing that team, they just threw their hat. They threw their names into the hat. And it was like, well, they're not going to sign this guy. But Eric Hosmer was one guy they, that always seemed serious about. Right. And um, I, I don't know. they got to build around somebody. I guess that's what San Diego's trying to do. But you know what? The Nationals, they could have done that too, especially if Bryce Harper leaves. Hosmer could have been some good insurance. But in eight years, Mike, that's a whole lot of years. Yeah, and I agree with you. And, uh, listen, they were never rumored. But Probably too many years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Will Myers playing first base last year. You almost could say, Vinny, that they could have been better off going after J.D. Martinez and giving him this contract and, uh, and letting Myers play first base. I mean, it just would have made more sense. Yeah, I would say that better lineup. Exactly. But does J.D. Martinez want to go to San Diego? Right, but they didn't need a first base bid. You know, they could have spent that money elsewhere. You even bring in a few players. Um, I, don't, I had that rotation in front of me. I can Try and pull it up for you. Probably that rotation not. is absolutely horrendous. So, uh, and look at that division. They're not really a competitive team anytime soon. So, easily the worst team in that division. 
Um, he does have the opt-out, like we mentioned, after five years. So whether he finishes uh, his contract there you know, or not, is, we'll I see. I think he's going to. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's getting any more money than that per year at, uh, what, five years from now? Yeah. And how old is he, 29? Huh? Yeah. So, so I can't see him getting any more money at 34 than he's going to get right now with the rest of that contract. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'll try and pull up that uh, that pitching rotation for you. The other big news, um, we've been debating this uh, on and off just as a joke, but the Orioles signing uh, Andrew Kashner and Chris Tillman. And I just have to, uh, you know, for everybody listening, we were just talking about this. Uh, this rotation is horrible, absolutely horrible. And uh, this is the butt end of our joke for the last couple of shows. The Orioles rotation is <laughs> down the worst rotation in baseball. And I find this funny because um, Buck Showalter and Chris Davis both came out and said they were going to have a meeting with the team, you know, the annual meeting before uh, spring training, whatever. And Buck Showalter said this is not going to be a good meeting. He was going to chew out all the players. He wasn't happy with the way the season ended. But Vinny, when I tell you this rotation, I mean, what is Buck Showalter expecting here? Dylan Bundy is fine for the first five innings and then falls apart. Kevin Gossman decent. Uh, he pitched 170 innings. Andrew Kashner is horrendous. He's not a good pitcher. And he's going to be the number three. Uh, the already in good old San Diego, Mike. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think he even relieved there for a while. I mean, yeah, uh, a journeyman now. Gabriel, you know, uh, uh, horrible. Uh, Chris Tillman had a 5.31 ERA, and that's the big signing. That's going to be the number five. Mike Wright, uh, Miguel Castro, who I think was a top prospect at one time and played a little in Colorado. And Alec Asher, who um, is a hard-throwing right-hander uh, from Philly, who I think also was a starter, converted reliever, um, I mean, just an absolute mess. As a fan of the pitch starts, I can't wait for those Saturday day games where the Yankees just put up like a fish spot in the first inning, and then they just, it's a home run derby from then on out going into the O's pen. I mean, I can't preach enough. Baltimore Orioles overs. So their lineup's okay. So their lineup really isn't that bad. Uh, and their pitching is absolutely horrendous. And because they're not – you know, like a Colorado circumstance or the short porch Yankee over there, these, these over-unders are probably going to be set around eight and a half all year long, and I can't see them being under. I, I mean, if you lose to a Dylan Bundy uh, gem, I mean, I guess you got to live with that. <laughs> but even the O's themselves, they could put up runs, maybe bail you out on these. So both four Orioles overs, take a look at them all year. I guarantee you, I would say 65%, which is a lot of, to win bets on, 65% of them hit this year. Um, you know, we mentioned the J.D. Martinez thing, and we we both agreed they had to answer this stand thing. They, there's always been that rivalry with one move gets made, the other move has to be made by the other team. So we Especially those Right, we expect that. Um, I feel like the lineups are, are pretty similar. I feel like they're pretty close. They're both going to be awesome lineups. They should both be in the top five in runs, run production, all that. The difference here, Vinny, and uh, without being a biased Yankee fan, um, I'd like to get your opinion. I think, <laughs> I think the Yankees rotation is considerably better, and I think that's going to be the difference between these two teams of why the Red Sox end up with a wild card and the Yankees end up with a division. Chris Sale, obviously, I will say, is the best pitcher out of both teams. Absolutely. Uh, we can agree with that. Then you go to David Price. You just don't know what you're going to get. Rick Pacello, who won a Cy Young miraculously a few years ago. Uh, Drew, yeah, Drew Pomerantz and Stephen Wright, who um, he's under investigation for domestic abuse, actually, so I don't think he'll be that number five starter. Uh, Roto Champ might have to update that. As far as the Yankees go, you have Tanaka, <laughs> Severino, uh, Gray, who I am telling you in fantasy, I am buying as many shares of Sonny Gray as I can. In the contract year for Sonny yes, Gray sir. as well. Yes, sir. CC Sabathia. And then it doesn't matter who they put it by. I still think this rotation is better, whether it's Montgomery, who I think it will be, or Chad Green. Um, would you agree that that rotation is going to be the difference? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. The Yankees are the best ball in baseball. So, uh, I absolutely think Chris Sale's the best pitcher of all the bunch, but what sucks for them now is the Yankees are so right-handed stacked, and they beat Chris Sale last year. They beat him three or four times, I think they did last year. Yep. 
and uh, they own Price. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. David Price is from day one. They voted David Price, and now he's only become a worse pitcher. Mm-hmm. So this, David Price is under Gray, if you ask me. I, maybe you could keep him overseas. So you keep him. I, I'll put him overseas. That's probably safe to say. Sure. But I like Gray better than uh, Price, and I like uh, Tanaka better than Price. So and obviously Severino. Mm-hmm. So that's three pitchers in between the sale right there. Then I'll throw in Price, and then I guess it gets a little iffy there. The Pence Matthews does what he did last year or not, but um, you got you got to say the Yankees have a better all-around rotation, despite Chris Sale being the ace of everybody there. He's uh, definitely the best of the bunch. I would agree with you. And uh, that'll wrap up baseball. Um, we can get into a little NBA. Uh, I did see, before we move on, one very interesting thing, and uh, I'll even get Goom's take on this. Um, and we're getting a, a phone call uh, on one of the cell phones. Um, real quick. Not, not from the show. <laughs> not from the show. Um, out of the New York teams, the Yankees and the Mets, if you had to take one pitcher, who would that pitcher be? One pitcher from the Yankees or the Mets. Or the Mets. You had to rank them even. Let's put it like that. Let's make it a little easier. You could argue the Mets have the two best pitchers in New York. Um, I would take the Grom and Syndergaard over Severino. Hmm. That's a good question because Noah definitely had to stop. Noah was the guy. The injury, he's got to come back and bounce back. The Grom is, he's as good as it comes. They, Jacob DeGrom's the real deal. He's been doing it for a couple of years. At first, I was down. I was like, this guy's a shortstop. And he just had a, you know, fluke first year. No, DeGrom's the guy. DeGrom's the guy. You know what? Severino's also got to show me something, too. He had to sign on Calgary last year, but it's just one year. And he also got sent to the bullpen. He struggled with playoffs, yeah. And he had a bad postseason start. Just one. Yeah. But it was bad. It was also the wild card one. So they could have been out right and early. I will have to agree with you. I would take... It's tough. It's a cool question. It's very interesting. You know, it's tough for me to take both of them over Louis. It's tough for me to take them both over Seth. But you know what? I would have to say, yeah, let's go Thor and DeGrom and Severino. Good. I would do DeGrom, Severino, Thor. Only the injury effect. You're only going to come back. Who's getting scared of the injury. Yeah. Me so, too, honestly. I think it's, that might be a bigger deal than that thing. Yeah. Anybody on Facebook, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, the rest of the team, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Uh, I don't think I would take any. Well, then it goes all Yankees from there. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> think I would take any Mets bat over a Yankee bat. You know, actually, maybe a board over uh, Hicks. You know, I'm going to put Severino. I'm going to put uh, Jason Vargas over. It's close. It's a good thing. I was listening to what it worked, and this guy called up. I forgot what show it was on, and he said he would take all five Mets pitchers over any Yankees with Severino. That is probably Marty Ortega calling in. I, WNBA. I actually got to a fight. It's funny. C.K. Sweeney's an old guy. He said, um, uh, C.C. Zabathia was making fun of his weight. I told him, I said, last year, this is just last year, C.C. Zabathia was better than any Met pitcher except for the Grub. And he thought I was wrong. I was like, no, that's true. I was talking about just last year. We're not talking Syndergaard here, you know? Very true. So anybody on Facebook, anybody on Twitter, I hope he is that mad, actually. That's when he's at his best. Uh, let us know which uh, pitchers, if you had to rank those three in any sort of order, uh, let us know on either of those. Vinny, uh, All-Star Weekend, first of all, props to you. You called Booker winning the three-point contest. 28. Yeah, you – I forget the plus – you know what plus money was? Plus, plus 450. Plus 450. You said it on the show. Uh, he was going to be your pick, so congrats to you. Props to you. And also, you made a new friend on Twitter because you uh, crushed it this weekend with Beth and made yeah. money. So. College hoops, man, I've been really eyeing in on them because going to the tournament, I don't go in blind with that March bracket. I think that bracket very, very, very seriously. So I've been keeping a really close eye on college basketball, and we had a good week. Um, excellent. So speaking to that, um, 
slam dunk contest, three-point contest, um, and the skills competition. Did you watch it, and what do you think? I actually didn't end up watching any other because North Carolina was playing, so I was watching that. But uh, Dan Whittle, back, back here, yeah. the New York uh, player, has won the skills competition. It's nice to see that guy's name get out. He's actually a pretty fun player to watch, honestly. He's nothing spectacular, but he's really athletic. He's a fun guy. Uh, I know the Nets suck, but a lot of people don't know who he was. Now everybody, you got the name out. Good for him. He's a fan favorite, too. Always talking with the fans. Yeah, and, you he's, know, a, he's, so. a, he's a cool guy. He's a decent player. It's nice to see him get his name out there. It's nice to see the Nets represented, and that's part of someone who doesn't really care about the Nets. <laughs> uh, Devin Booker, this guy, is, he's an automatic shooter. This guy put up 70-something points in a game. Like, a lot of people forget about that. Yep. Devin Booker, I mean, underrated player. He's just trapped up there in the Suns. And then uh, Donovan Mitchell, a very underrated rookie, too. I, I personally love Donovan Mitchell. Really exciting player for the Jazz. And he's definitely launching them as they had a lot of game win streak going into All-Star Weekend. And, um, of course, the game yesterday, which uh, I caught a little of it. Um, listen, I thought there was more defense play than I expected. Um, I wouldn't even call it defense. I would say uh, effort. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great word. Uh, there was a little more effort uh, on the other side of the ball. So uh, I was impressed with that. Decent game. Listen, you got your dunks in. Uh, I felt like Team Curry just kept trying to shoot the three anyway. Uh, you know, I don't know whether they're all trying to be Slash Brothers for the day or whatever. But uh, what did you think of the game? I mean, it got interesting at the end. They actually, uh, yeah, Kevin Durant and LeBron corner step, knowing he was going to shoot that three. He saw some defense, a big block from Joel Embiid. It actually got a little fun at the end. That's what I said. If it was close, the NBA All-Star game is usually pretty fun near the end of the game because the effort's there. They actually win. And they got the extra $100,000 bonus. Maybe that was some incentive. I know some players were tweeting about it and talking about it. But it was pretty fun. And uh, I think they're definitely going to go the direction of the team captains now. And they're definitely going to air the draft now. Because that's what everyone wanted to see. And I think the NBA found something there. Obviously, they got it based off the NHL. Yep. But um, East West, I mean, I was kind of against the captain's thing, so I was a big fan of the East West thing. But I think it's definitely going to go the captain's way, and that makes sure all the top players get in there as well. And, I, I, you know, it, it turned out to be pretty fun. I think I think it was a big win for the NBA this weekend. Uh, two things. First of all, during the game, you had, uh, I think it was Reggie Miller, and I don't know who the other guy called the game was. Um, I didn't hear. So a game next year, they'd like to see a four-point shot. Why not, right? I, <laughs> I mean, you got the guys who got the distance. I mean, Steph Curry's extended the three-point line. I saw Lillard Evan from, you know, almost half yesterday. Yeah, David Lillard is one of my guys I wanted to pick as a potential MVP because he always gets snubbed from these things. I thought he would come out and try to win an MVP so he's remembered now as an all-star because he gets snubbed out there with Westbrook and uh, Curry. Um, you know, the point guards of Stackers fall out there in the West. So he usually is the guy who's taking the back seat. I thought he would have had a shot. But it was fun to see. It actually was a better game than expected. And the captain thing, it paid off, honestly. Um, my other question here is, uh, yesterday Paul George came out uh, during the interviews and said, my mind is basically already made up. Um, Russell Westbrook also said, uh, I think he's going to stay here. I think he's enjoyed it here. Do you think that um, on the same page that he's staying here, or do you think he's gone? L.A. has been the rumor. I don't care what he says right <laughs> now. You know, if he's committed, sign now. You know, just like John Tavares. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, uh, I don't care. It's the NBA. These guys do whatever the hell they want. And you got to see where these free agents go. It's a big free agent class. Obviously, first things first, where does LeBron James go? Is he going to sit back and wait for people to go sign with the Heat? Mm-hmm. And he'd be the third leg over there and sign? He's a coward. Or, uh, I mean, he's got to make the move first. I'm sure he won't. He's going to see how everything plays out. He dictates the NBA free agency. So, Paul George, I don't know what he's going to do, but it really comes down to what LeBron's going to do. Now, you guys are going to get a little sidetracked about that All-Star game. Did you happen to catch the National Anthem? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Bergie's National Anthem uh, was kind of a disgrace. It's kind of a disgrace. I don't know if I'm going to get any crap for this, but I'll say this. If there's ever an anthem that I wouldn't stand for, it might be a huge thing to get. That was 
I would stand for the players to play for the last. Yeah. Pulled it in there, and this is a serious artist, you know. But she's probably won a couple of Grammys or whatnot. Everybody knows Fergie, and she goes out there, and it, it looks like she just took it as a joke. It was horrendous. <laughs> Uh, it's on our Twitter. For anybody that missed it, it is worth watching just because of how bad it was. Uh, Vinny, before we get into uh, a little hockey, I know Rob is dying to get into the, uh, the games today. Um, what are you looking for here in the second half of the NBA starts? Uh, obviously, the Knicks are tanking. The Nets aren't very good. They're not worth mentioning. What are you going to be keeping an eye on as we're into the second half? The race of Golden State and Houston for that one seed. Because if Houston has any shot of beating Golden State, I think Houston has the best shot of the whole NBA, not even LeBron in the East. One team can be uh, Warriors. It's the Rockets because the Rockets play the same kind of game. So. And if they can get home court, maybe that could be just enough to take away from Golden State. I'm going highly doubted. I got the Warriors winning it all. They're still a minus like 300 favorite, which is ridiculous for a future bet to put down. But um, that's what I'm going to keep an eye on. How well the Rockets are playing if they can get the one seed over the Warriors. And now that the Cavs made all these moves, are they the favorite teams? They are already. I mean, they were plus 1,000 after that trade before they played a game, and they're already ducked down to minus 600 in the NBA Finals just because of the trade, and they wow. beat the teams like the Celtics and the, and the Thunder. So everybody's buying in. I mean, I never turn my back on LeBron getting to the, uh, the NBA Finals. The East is always his until I'm proven wrong. How important is home field, uh, home court advantage for Toronto? They're 24-4. They're the one seed right now, but they're clinging on in the East. Uh, with the best record at home in the NBA, is that enough of a factor to put a scare into, like, Cleveland or Boston to get to the finals for Toronto? They need it, but what they need more is Kyle Lowry to show up in the playoffs. This guy just he comes and goes in the postseason, and that's killed him in the past. But, yeah, the way they're playing at home right now, I mean, they need that advantage over – that's definitely an advantage they need against teams like the Celtics and the Cavs. No, I had to step out for a couple of minutes. Did you guys get into the MLB rule changes? No, we oh, didn't. No, why don't you – Let's uh, – I mean, right so – one of the things, and I think the only blog I wrote for our website, and don't worry, Goon, there will be more forthcoming. Don't hold your breath, but they'll be there. Um, was just about everybody that complained. The under <laughs> the other, what's the number, half? <laughs> under one half? Um, well, I just, you know, everybody that complains and bitches about the length of baseball games, listen, I love baseball, so I'm never going to be in that. Uh, I don't care. I mean, I'm there. What, what am I in a rush to do with, as opposed to 935 if the game's 20, 25 minutes longer? Um but these rules I don't think are going to affect our enjoyment or the game, so I'm okay with it, but they've got to stop here. So some of the rules are six mound visits per nine innings, uh, but that does not include when you're taking out a pitcher. But that doesn't mean that a pitching coach or a coach or a manager comes out. It also includes a player or a catcher going up to the pitcher. What are you guys' thoughts? I absolutely love it. Gary Sanchez goes out to the mound six times by himself. Um, I am all for it. I'm all for speeding up the game. Listen, uh, half the time, they're not going out there to change the signs because they think somebody's dealing with signs. They're going out there just to stall because the relief pitcher isn't ready. Um, I have no issue with it whatsoever. I'm actually all for it and looking forward to it. I have an issue with it because it's just stupid. Why not? Like, I don't care about the like you said, Rob, I don't care about the pace of the game. I want them to, you know what, I would hate for the Gary Sanchez, uh, he's in, his, in communication with his own pitcher. Uh, I can't go out to the mound because I might have to go out to Aroldis Chapman the ninth inning and we only have two more mound visits, you know, like, I want them to be on the same page, and I don't want them holding back with that in their head. It's just, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal, but if you're making that many pitching changes, I mean, that doesn't count in this, right? Well, no, it, no, 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 that doesn't count. count. No. So six, and extra innings, you get more. It, it, should, it shouldn't be that bad. It shouldn't change the game too much, but I mean, it's just... It's almost it's one inning. I mean, what about when the umpire gets hit by a foul ball or <laughs> a pitch? You know, the catcher always goes out to the mound. I'm sure that's not going to count. Don't worry. 
Yeah. Uh, Cotton, and when the catcher gets hit, the umpire goes out to the mound. That's the battle. Sure, those. I mean, leave it yeah. to our producer Goon to always worry about the uh, the, the umpire's balls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 We're talking balls and striking. He's just fucking balls. But, yeah, so, I mean, the big thing to me was that there was no pitch clock. I was really worried that there would be a 20-second clock. That would be and crazy. I don't know if I could watch baseball with the clock. You know, I couldn't watch it with a clock, and I couldn't watch it with um, automatic balls and strikes. I agree with you. Um, the other issue that I have that I wish they would have addressed is I can't stand the replay system. Uh, I know why it's there. Uh, I think it's there because of the whole Galarraga, uh, Jim Joyce thing a few years ago. Uh, that was a perfect example. But uh, after every single play, why, you know, the manager, to, you know, one minute, one minute, they don't have to try anymore. One minute, one minute. Every play cannot be looked at. Uh, that's not what it's there for. And uh, personally, half of them are being used on a slide into second base with the pop-up slide, and they're off second base for uh, two seconds. That's and not what it's there for. The second base rule and the you can't hit the catcher rule are my ultimate pet peeves of the rule changes that they had. Because it's that's terrible. terrible. The collisions at the plate are terrible. It's easily the most fun play in baseball, and it's been taken away. Um, I just, uh, I have a fix but I don't know why they don't do it. You want to fix the replay rule? You pay a guy, he buzzes the umpire, right or wrong, it takes less than 15 seconds. But it can't be for, like you said, like for the oh, neighborhood play, did he right. you know, do the help? You can't change the way the game was played for all these years. You neighborhood play a little more. You so, can't risk if you're wrong. You know? so so you got they want to protect right. people, but they, they want to protect people, but there's no more neighborhood play. Right. I don't get it. Well, and, and come on. And, and then this stupid thing with the – you know, everybody wants to now have somebody uh, or a computer system called Balls and Strikes. That's what they're going to try to push for in the next five or ten years. I couldn't no. watch it. That, well, it's supposed to be uh, my league game. That was coming out. Right. And even worse than all that stuff is now they're doing the spring training and in the minor leagues starting at trainings with a runner on second. And then if you don't score that inning, the next thing you start with second, first and second. Computers taking jobs, guys, jobs away from guys. Why are we starting extra innings with guys on base? That can't happen. They really like that's the beauty. My favorite part about baseball is there's no clock. Yeah, it goes, it goes, it goes, man. The great games are the ones where you're a true baseball fan. You want a five-hour baseball game, right? Oh my god, like especially in extra innings. Oh my god, we're in the eighth inning. It's just gets more exciting. You get home at one in the morning. That means you're at a good game. Yeah, man. You get an extra time at the game too. You get you're paying for two two games and it goes eight innings. You know, I mean that the best part of baseball is there's no time. Stop speeding it up. Stop changing things. This millennial. Extra anything, Rob? I, 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 I couldn't watch it anymore. I don't know. I, I'm going to watch Bella Baseball too much, but that is insulting. It's insulting. If they want to speed up games, there's a couple of ways to do it, but they don't want to do it because some of it's going to cost them money. No, first thing is, why every single time a baseball touches anything other than the catcher's mitt, do they have to take the ball out of play? Every time they take it out of play, pitcher doesn't like it, he throws it back, rubs up another one. They go through every ground ball to short, got to get a new ball. Little league would play one ball. Oh, yeah. right? Seriously, <laughs> a, a pitch in the dirt that's scooped up by the catcher. Hold on, time out. Get a new ball to play. Wait, now the ball boy runs to the umpire, brings the new ball. That takes time, okay? That's Stop awesome. that. Why? What's the point? It's not they're not scuffing up the ball, throwing the ball in the dirt. Number two. But even that, that's not a lot of time. Though. It's not a lot, but it, that's more annoying to me than, than a, a catcher going out and talking about, hey, we got a sign. I hear you. I mean, it's a little precious there. The games. You know, uh, once school starts, uh, a lot of the games go till 9, 9.30, and that's not a big deal to us. But, you know, you got a kid in second grade, first grade, it, it becomes a big deal. But, but, but we used to be like, like 30, 30 seconds. They are. I love that. That's, I, that's all. That I mean, I'm happy with it just because I can tell you an earlier game now. Gee, you know? Yeah. Um. And then the other thing is the strike zone has gotten so small. Why don't they make the strike zone what it's supposed to be? 
Okay, when I grew up, it was knees to letters. It's never going to get that big again. But if you meet somewhere in the middle, guys are going to have to swing the bat more. And the games don't take as long because you're throwing more strikes regardless. Call the strikes on the way it's supposed to be called. I agree with you. That fixes the game. game. You should go up there swinging. Everybody's up there looking to get pitch counts up. That takes the time forever. And you get a ball that goes right here, you know, and it's a ball, but right, you know, it's got to be between here and here, basically. What is that? It all started, though, with the whole money ball thing. You know, if you watch the movie, and, you know, we have Rick Peterson on. He was the pitching coach for that. Scott Hatterberg uh, was a catcher, and they brought him in. He had never played first base. They literally brought him in there to replace Jason Jami because it's the ability to get on base and to work a count and to, you know, to throw balls. So, I mean, it is a big thing. There are literally people... Uh, you know, little fat Jonah Hills, uh, if you watch the movie, studying all these stats. It's a big deal. We're picking the shit. <laughs> um, and what would Rick Peterson think about this? Because like he talked about us when he spoke with us last week up on the top, he talked about how he, you know, didn't go out there to talk about mechanics or strategy. He went out there more to get in the guy's mind, to mentally relax and put his hand on the guy's shoulder and tell a joke. Right. You can't tell a joke. You can't do that anymore. That is a big part of it. So I wonder how a guy like... You can't six times. You can't six times. I guess so. <laughs> but, you, but it's not the pitching coach, though. Can't so the, the catcher comes out. Even a guy from first base comes. That's one of the mound visits. So it's going to be very, very interesting and weird to see. It might not even affect it. We might not even notice it. But are they going to have a counter on the scoreboard? Mound visits. You know, yeah, right? Is there going to be in the top right of the screen? You know, count. Runners on base, score, runs his errors, well, what's gonna and happen? now visit. What's going to happen if you go over six? Yeah, what's the penalty? You get what's the penalty, a ball? You take a penalty. If it's the eighth inning, it needs to go out there. You take a penalty. And then yeah. uh, players in the, in the box, they never really enforced that. Yeah. Yeah. players get out of the box, put one foot out all the time. I agree. That's never been enforced, and that was supposed to be something. So the pitcher could just step off now and just yell in a different language, some kind of code to each other. I don't know. <laughs> or just do different things. Yeah, it's good. That's part of the game, though. I like that. What if the pitcher leaves the mound? It goes over to the first baseman. That, that counts as a mound visit. It's not just manager. Who's over there trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> go against this system? <laughs> Uza, I thought like, Mike Betchy moved. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, 837 over the top sports radio. Rob, Mike, Vinny, Goon with you guys on a Monday night. Uh, slow season starting to not be so slow. We're going to start ramping it up. Franchise tags coming out next week for, uh, was it next week or tomorrow? Is it tomorrow or week from tomorrow? I heard Tuesday. It could be tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know if you want to check that out. Franchise tags uh, coming up very soon. I it might know. be tomorrow. The NHL trade deadline is one week from today. Yes. So uh, a few hours ago, actually, would have been twenty. Uh, would have been an actual week. So, so we're going to spend half of that in the um, – in the hotbed of trade deadline rumors in Canada. Yes. You know, it's going to be very exciting to be up there to see this big Canadians-Rangers game, original six tomorrow. matchup. It is tomorrow. Okay. I knew they said Tuesday, but I didn't know if they said a week from Tuesday or this Tuesday. So, and tagging Odell? Well, he's not a free agent. <laughs> he's not a unrestricted free agent. Because guys like Kirk Cousins, Le'Veon Bell, those guys are going to be the free agents. I'm curious if uh, what goes on with Cousins. I don't think they do it. I think it's too risky. It's very risky. So I'm going to give you guys some names. That was the game I was going to play. And if I know you, you're both the NHL train down. Like, we can get into that. we got 20 sure. minutes left. Let's go. But um, would you franchise this guy? And I'm going to go through the guys in the top free agents. And some of the time, I'm not going to go through all the teams. So Jarvis Landry in Miami, what yeah. are you doing? 100%. Um, the Jets are not going to tag anybody. Patriots are not going to tag anybody. But the big one, Pittsburgh, what are you doing with Le'Veon Bell? You have to tag him. You have to. Uh, get him a contract, then. you got to pay this guy. He's too valuable for that team. Allen Robinson and Jacksonville coming off an injury. No, they won't do it. No. Uh, Kirk Cousins. No. No. Justin Pugh. You, this is close, near, dear to your guys' heart. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think you have to. Absolutely. Okay. Case Keenum. 
you know, he did yeah. this year. No. Now, that means, and, I'm sorry. Can you find out? They were just interested in a quarterback. It was just out there yesterday, which made no sense to me. The Vikings were just interested in the quarterback, no, 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 and it wasn't a very good one. Go ahead, Rose. Um, so, I didn't hear your answer for Keenum. No. And finally, Sammy Watkins in L.A. No shot. Yeah, They're going no. to. They are going you to. so? Yes. Why? Uh, they love him. They really do. Well, I mean, they traded a good amount for him, so I guess. And that offense finished first in the league. They, he will be franchise. Well, What's that? Do you mind following him up? Pull him up. Yeah, uh, a couple of a couple other players uh, defensively that are big free agents, Sheldon Richardson, Ziggy Ansah, uh, guys like that. Maybe not for franchise, but there's definitely some players. Ziggy Ansah might with Detroit, no? He's uh, a big he could be. defensive end, especially now with Patricia there. Let's go with Sammy Watkins, who, by the way, now is going to be the third wide receiver. That's why I don't know if they would trade. I don't think they're doing it. And I think he um, 39 catches, 593 yards, and eight touchdowns this past year on 70 targets. Um, no way. He's, this guy's been a bust. I mean, this guy was supposed to be huge. Yes. Thank you. So, uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, are rumored that they will give A.J. McCarron a look. I don't see the love for A.J. McCarron. I don't understand why the Vikings would even do that. Why the Vikings are insane, but, I mean, A.J. McCarron, why do the Vikings care about him? I don't think he's that good. What do you think of the milestone numbers for a wide receiver to put him in that upper echelon of players? Like, receptions, touchdowns, and yards. What is, like, that number, that magic number, like, that you got to get, like, that puts you in the upper echelon? I mean, maybe even, like, you know, 30 home runs or 100 RBIs like that. Where is that? Is it is it 80 catches in the 1,000 yards? Is, uh, it, is it more? 81,000 sets. How many of those seasons um, has Sammy Watkins had? He's been in like four years. None. Zero. He's never hit 70 catches. He's hit 1,000 yards one time. And he scores a lot of touchdowns, actually. He has 25 touchdowns. He's had an eight and a nine. Yeah, he had six yeah. in his rookie year. So he scores some touchdowns. But the other numbers just aren't there. And I just don't see it. Um, I think I also think that they could get him to return on a lesser deal. Don't forget, if you're franchise, that means you're getting paid the average of the top five salaries of, in that position. He's got a lot of hype out of Clemson. I mean, the Bills traded up for him in the draft, and then they traded him to the, and the Rams traded for him. I mean, this guy, he's still only 24. He's still a sexy appeal to these teams. I just don't think the offense that finished one, I don't know what their cap is and what the space is. But uh, I don't think they're going to want to break that up, that, you know, that core there. So I'm sure they could probably get him cheaper. I don't know how old he is. You have it right there? 24 still. 24. I'm you, do not be surprised, dude. You can, uh, right now, okay. the times so you can crop this and play it on Saturday. Uh, he will be franchised tomorrow. Well, it's going to be uh, very interesting. And because of that, we saw, you know, where these guys are going to go if they're not franchised. And you've heard about Le'Veon Bell this whole, for now it's been a year and a half because he's not shy about it. He tweets about it. We know what's going on with Kirk Cousins, and today basically the reports came out that the Jets are going to be all in on Kirk Cousins. Um, you guys think that that's the right fit for the Jets? The Jets, sure. For Cousins, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> if I'm Kirk Cousins, I want to end up in Denver because I think that they still have a defense that can, can win you a game, and uh, the offense is there with uh, you know the receiving core that they have. Maybe you add a few players with the draft and free agency. The best fit, uh, in my opinion, would be Denver for Kirk Cousins. I know it's not a great free agent place to go. But if I'm the Cleveland Browns, if I can get Kirk Cousins signed as a free agent and at a number one and number four pick, that might be the right step when you finally get in this franchise to get going. I think you make a good point. I mean, that's three good, good, solid and players. And you Kirk's going to know that, too. And that means they take Saquon at one. And it's not like Big Ben's staying there in Pittsburgh forever. He actually might be the best quarterback in that division in 
two to three years. You would think so. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins guy, but he, he is, to right? me, he's I think like he's, he's better, better than the other right. options, right? Right. So I'm saying. That Andy Dalton. Be, you know? could be the right, yeah, could be the right start. And then you look at the playmakers, Najoko, who you just uh, drafted uh, a year ago, Josh Gordon, if he stays clean, Corey Coleman, Duke Johnson. Um, I mean, they they really would have some weapons on the offensive side with uh, Kirk Cousins. But as for Cousins on the Jets, I think the Jets should go all in on him, but I don't see it working out too much. I, like you said, Rob, right, I don't think Kirk Cousins is all that great of a quarterback. He does put up flashy numbers every That's now and then. huge numbers. But uh, he, he needs some help over there, too. They need more than just that. Speaking of the Jets, does it bother either of you that Robbie Anderson has not been cut yet? Um. They're like, what are they waiting for? They, they're trying to let it, you know, be forgotten because it's the offseason. Never possible. You know, like, let's forget never about fine. it. Never forget. Let him fight the legal, you know, see what he can do with the legal uh, system and what happens with that. It kind of sucks for them because they're still in a rebuild and he was a good player to start building yeah, around. And then he pulls that crap and you can't really tolerate it. But in a way, they kind of want to hold on to him because he was a big part of that offense last year with McCown. And if you get a better quarterback than McCown, they think he could, the ceiling be a little higher, you know? But I mean, Bottom line is he did what he did. It was terrible, and I can't see them keeping on. I hang on to him, and he could be a, a hazard in the locker room now at this point. You know, he's a distraction. We're getting really close to that time of year, and, and the first thing that happens in this offseason for the NFL is the um, the tomorrow. I mean, it's people getting, you know, finding out whether they're franchised or not. Then after that, you start getting some cuts um, because don't forget they have that roster bonus with the new NFL year starts, which is just a couple of years away, a couple of weeks away, and that's where Eli Manning gets his big bonus. Now I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point that Eli's going to stay on the Giants, right? Yeah, but that's what everybody was waiting for. But I promise you this: if once the NFL year starts, and I think it's like a couple of days after it, if you're still on the roster, you get a huge bonus. He's not going to get that bonus and then be cut. Okay, there's a lot of players in the NFL that might, mm. but not somebody that makes the Eli Manning money with the cap hit that it would. Uh, get for them, and they'd be giving them the money for basically nothing. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're going to have, uh, you know, to look into it. We'll get into some free agent predictions. We'll do that in the next couple of weeks. And then after that, all of a sudden, it's going to be draft time. So NFL uh, offseason starting to kick away. Uh, tomorrow we uh, will tweet out anybody that gets franchised. Maybe we were right. Maybe we were wrong. We'll save the audio clip for Mike if he's right with Sammy up there in, uh, in L.A. One interesting name, too, uh, that is going to be cut is Brian Cushing. Well, a few years ago, was an absolute stud. Uh, now, you know, the steroid thing missed 10 games last year. Yeah, two suspensions. So, very interesting uh, to see. You know, he's going to get a job somewhere. It's just going to be where and, uh, you know, the level of production and how much money is, uh, he gets. Yeah, he was a guy that um, I – listen, he's the kind of guy that the Giants always needed, you know, but he's had some troubles too, not just yeah. with injuries. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. don't think that uh, – it's going to be interesting. He's going to get a oh, job. Like those guys. So no, the talent is there. I'm not even saying the Giants. I'm just saying, you know, he's a guy that the Giants could have used forever. They needed a linebacker like though. that. Now that he's a little bit older and you know that he's had a couple of troubles and he kind of can't, you know, keep himself clean, um, I don't know if he's going to get a very good contract. He might get one of those small contracts. You've got to keep he his might job. Want to look into a one-year contract. So he he might have to. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of guaranteed money for him. Yeah. There's not. That guy's too much of a risk for the team. Right. There's, and it's, an, it's a young man's game. And he's starting to get old now. You get, really, you get old really quick. Like, what's the third uh, steroid penalty? That's what I said. You can't stay clean, right? you know? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be out for the year, yeah. you would think. Uh, so a little bit of NFL news, but it's going to ramp up and get a little bit more uh, as we go on throughout the year. Um, Mike brought up the NHL trade deadline on Saturday. You brought up a bunch of names um, that might be traded. Uh, there was I, I read somewhere today that the Rangers are going to start trading tomorrow. I read that too. They're going to make some other organizational yep. changes. So who knows what comes with that. But when we get to Montreal for uh, Thursday night's game, 
they could be a very different Ranger team than we even saw this weekend, which is a much big, much bigger of a difference than we saw at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, they've been crushed with injuries. Quadra says he's coming back, but he really shouldn't. There would be no point. Uh, Stalls in the time. You have all these young defensemen coming up, and, and they've looked okay, but, uh, you know, the defensive side of the puck, uh, they have not played well. Lundqvist did not look good yesterday against Philadelphia. Uh, he had easily one of his worst games of the season. And I understand he's facing, you know, the amount of shots he's facing is ridiculous, but, you know, he's got to be better than that. Um, listen, the sooner they start moving people around, the better. Uh, you know, I start calling up the kids. They've already called up Anderson. He's on standby. Uh, he can play nine games, I believe, before, uh, you know, kicks into his rookie contract. So, um, I mean, let's go, man. As a Ranger fan, I'm ready for it. I accept it. And uh, sooner the better. 100% time to blow up that team right now. A couple of comments on Facebook. Greg says, that room looks familiar. Um, <laughs> Bernie says, uh, Mount visits. Uh, that's making all these rules to shave 10 minutes. It's a joke. Leave the game alone. I understand that. It's, uh, what, how much is it really going to shave? Uh, also, eight pitches is, like, the max that they're going to get. For pitching changes, so better, yes. you better be ready uh, in, when you come out of the bullpen because you're not going to get that much time to warm up. And Bernie also said Sammy Watkins is old stone hands. That's not his only problem, Bernie. I mean, this guy can't stay on the field. Um, he has great games, 200-yard games, and then he might not get 200 yards the next six weeks. So, uh, But thank you guys for chiming in. Um, as far as the Rangers go, uh, the other thing was you know, now you're getting to see what happens with Eli Manning, right? When Eli Manning poorly – some Giants fans really got on him, and then you had the other group of Giants fans that stuck up for him. Hey, look what he's done for us. He's got no team around him. You're starting to see that now with Henrik Lundqvist. you got the Henrik supporters that said, hey, this guy's a Hall of Famer. And then you got the other guys that said, I don't give a crap about his Hall of Fame pedigree. What's he doing for us now, which is he's not playing his best hockey. But how can you understand that? How can you not understand that at 36 years old with the worst defense? The Rangers have always been off the defense. It's the worst defense they've had in years. It is, and, and listen, um, what's his name? Our Pavlik got hurt, so Lundqvist has been playing uh, a crazy amount of games consecutive, consecutively. Um, listen, the whole Eli thing, listen, I had no problem bashing Eli when he was playing like crap. I really did and that doesn't take away my love for Eli Manning or my uh, appreciation for Eli Manning. And it's the same thing with Lundqvist. I have multiple jerseys of his hanging up my house, a big Lundqvist fan. But he's playing like shit, and somebody needs to tell him he's playing like shit. Right, and they're just, and he's listening. Now I do. <laughs> I just know there's a lot of people that are getting very sensitive about it, and I just want to say, like, I'm, yes, as a Ranger hater, but I can be, I can take myself away from that. I'm putting it right with Eli Manning. I mean, this is exactly kind of the same thing that's happening, and I love Eli, and I'll defend Eli to my death. But if the guy goes out there and he's terrible, listen, I'll be mad, and then we'll say it's time to make a move on. Guess what? I'll be there when they retire his jersey. You know, I'll give him a standing ovation. I'll, I'll jersey, watch all the stuff. Retired. Oh, he'll, he'll be the next Rangers jersey yeah, retired, yeah, you exactly. think, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they're retiring a jersey this weekend, actually. Uh, Gene Rattel. Gene Rattel, they were talking about it. Uh, I think that's going to be Sunday night mm-hmm. at the Garden, and he'll be one of the next guys up there. But, listen, don't get sensitive just because one of your favorite players is struggling. It happens at old age. That's why players retire. That's why you have a shelf life. That's why you don't want to overpay these guys with long-term contracts when they hit their 30s. And he's just another example. And speaking of struggling, they play Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So uh, the struggle is only going to get worse, Ranger fans. I wouldn't watch. (laughs) Would you go to a game, though? Would you go to the game? I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Would you leave the country to watch this team play on your own dime? I will be betting the Canadians. (laughs) The Canadians are not that good either. There's another team that uh, we could see have a big shakeup as the trade deadline goes. I know you asked about Max Patchy already. On Saturday morning, you could see I heard Shea Weber. Uh, well, Shea Weber's really been hurt. He hasn't played in like two months. 
and he's not skating yet. So it would be a big risk. And he's got like six years left on yeah, the deal. That pays him a crap ton of money. So any team that traded for him right now wouldn't get a lot out of him now. They have to really believe that he's going to get healthy and help them for a long time because he's another one of those guys going into his 30s now, his mm-hmm. mid-30s, with a lot of term and a big cap number on yep. I love Shea Weber. He would be the perfect there, Islander. Trust me, he would be perfect. But there's a reason that Nashville traded Weber for P.K. Subban one for one and right away went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Big reason. I agree with you. Uh, the other rumor I heard today, we had kept saying that we thought Tampa Bay was a perfect place for Ryan McDonough. Supposedly the Bruins are being very aggressive for Ryan McDonough and Rick Nash. And uh, they've come out and said that, you know, we feel that we have enough with this young team that we have, this mix of players back is there, so they do have some veterans. Uh, they have enough, they think, to, you know, make a run at this thing. And, you know, in hockey, it takes one goalie to get hot, and uh, and you can put a run on it. Look at the Ducks a few years ago with J.S. Shagir. Uh, one goalie gets hot, and you can win a few series. And they have the goalie that can do it in Tuka Rask. Yes. And, uh, you know, they've won in the last few years, and some of that core is still there. And uh, they've got a veteran team mixed with young guys. They're one of the teams out there that I think is the perfect team to bet on. I bet on them when I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Um, I would put more money on them. Uh, the only thing is, is Rangers, Boston, original six, New York, Boston, to make that trade a little weird. But we saw Brian Leach get traded to the yes, Bruins, right? Yep. So Brian Leach can be traded from the Rangers to the Bruins. So can Ryan McDonough. They have and the pieces, too. They have the form. Match. They have the young talent. The Rangers are looking for the picks. So. Well, you said it. They have one of the best, if yep. not the best, uh, farm systems it's in all of hockey. very interesting. So that's going to come up all in this week. We, uh, we'll be all over it. We'll hear all the French rumors in Canada on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you know what? The other thing is is that these trade deadlines have been really boring because the big trades have been made days before. Mm-hmm. That's like what the new thing is in hockey. So keep your eyes out. Keep listening to the rumors. They're going to start getting really hot in the next two or three days. Robbie D, after two shutout games, so yeah, <laughs> they get five goals in Brooklyn. I'm not going to say at home, in Brooklyn. Well, that is their home. <laughs> um, you control all you want. That's fine. But listen, that's, uh, you know, uh, some people would tell me, oh, I thought they turned the corner with the two shutouts. Guys, they gave them 95 shots. <laughs> they didn't all of a sudden start giving them into the devils of the 90s. They gave them 95 shots in that two shutouts. Uh, the defensive coverage today was bad. The decisions were bad. Turnovers were bad. Uh, they, they're not getting anything out of the Tavares line right now. And uh, yeah, it's hard. Their power play sucks. And that's what they are. They're a 500 team. They're a team that if they weren't 3-0 against the Rangers, would be where the Rangers are. I mean, they're the same type of team, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of this team's playing well. Okay. Neither of them got to do anything. Yep. The Islanders' defense is terrible. The only difference between the Islanders and the Rangers record-wise is they're head-to-head. Otherwise, the same I, the Islanders, I don't know what off the top of my head, but uh, their goals forward has to be more, I would think, than the Rangers. What's that? Goals that they scored? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they score a considerable amount of goals also. So. Well, they're third in the league in goals scored, so there's not – I don't think the Rangers are – No, no, I know that – I, I know that it's more than the Rangers. I'll tell you how much of a difference it is because we have a minute right now. But um, – now, as far as the deadline goes for the Islanders, we talked about it on Saturday, that they're not going to, you know, give up the picks, the, the youth for, for rentals, Rob. But, I mean, years past, we've seen who Prince come in. Uh, really no big names at the deadline. The Islanders have scored 28 more goals than the Rangers. I am expecting, um, to answer your question, minor. This, minor at best. They, they're not in a position where they should give up anything to go for it this year. There's no two trades, even, and that's two trades that you could make that would turn this team into a Stanley Cup contender. They're not. They're not beating Boston. They're not beating Tampa. They're not beating Washington or Pittsburgh. They're not. Maybe they could upset one of them one time, but really in the end, what's that going to do? That's going to make Vinny's stupid argument change from one time in my life to two times in my life. <laughs> it's certainly not going to make him say, shit, I finally saw that Stanley Cup. Now I have nothing to say. There's nothing. 
So you, you hold on to those big pieces. Listen, if the right trade comes for anybody, right, you make it. If the Rangers got a deal where all of a sudden they can add a guy like, uh, you know, maybe it's not, you know, such a young guy, but he's a guy that can help him for three or four years and you take it, mm. he might be more veteran. But that's not going to happen for either of these teams. It's going to be the teams that are trying to win the Cup that are going to make it. It's going to be Boston. Yep. Otherwise, Islanders would have, if it wasn't Islanders Rangers, they would have benefited more than anybody from Ryan McDonough. I agree. I think it's going to be more with the Rangers, more picks, more younger players that are going to take a few years to develop. I think they're waiting for that that Anderson that they just drafted, that class, the Miller, the Quires when they're upper uh, in age, I think that's what they're going to be waiting for. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be the exciting part for Ranger fans is that, it, it, listen, it's never exciting to lose. It's never exciting to kind of accept your fate as a non-playoff team. I know better than any of you guys as my other fan, Goon knows as well. But the silver lining is, is for once, you guys have something that you're going to look forward to and push towards. Yep. It's not going to be a slow rebuild, all right? They're going to do this quickly because they're the Rangers, because they're New York City, because they're a Cat Max team. They have the funding behind them. They're going to get these guys, and they're going to go out in the summer. They're going to spend money. They might trade Nash and bring them back like Rolf's oh, chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe even better. Because if it was me and I'm a Ranger fan, I love Nash and all that, but I kind of want better now. He's getting a little older. I'd rather go a little bit younger and better in free agency, and those guys are going to be out there. His goals haven't been, always been no, out postseason. No, this isn't, they, this isn't the guy that scored 40-something goals multiple times. Older-aged player. And he was a great player when he was the first overall pick from Columbus. Uh, I, I would go younger, and, and the, that's what scares me is, like, the Islanders aren't taking advantage of that season where the Rangers actually suck and we're better for the first time. We're, we're going to still miss the playoffs. We might as well have been in the last place at that point, right? I agree with you. Um, got about four minutes to go here, it looks like. Uh, the other big news, uh, sometimes here we get to talk a little wrestling, uh, which we all enjoy. Uh, Vinny, Jeff Jarrett, you guys aren't thrilled about this. I don't have an issue with it. Jeff Jarrett will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, tell me why you're not a, a fan of it. Well, I'm surprised more than anything, honestly. I know him and Vince had some beef. I know when he bought WCW, he made a specific thing in his promo saying, Jeff, he spelled out the double, double S and all that, uh, and then he's not coming back. Um, as long as Tennessee leaks. And uh, Jeff Jarrett. Well, the world's greatest singer. The world's greatest singer. Then I'm okay with it. If it's not Tennessee Lee, then I hate it. Because, I mean, it's, the whole thing is just becoming a joke. Outside of the headliners, all these people really don't belong in there. The Godfather is one of my ultimate why is this guy in there. But uh, I'm surprised to see Jared in there. He's never won the main title. Um, do I think he's all favorite? No. Am I, am I surprised? Absolutely. Well, let me just okay. say real yeah, quick, Zelko Melankovic, listening to us from Serbia. So, worldwide, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching our Facebook Live. It means a lot that you're tuning in. We hope that you agree from us, and uh, we hope that you're enjoying the Olympics because it's probably the only thing that we could watch together because you're not watching Island Games in Serbia. I promise you that. Um, and just there was uh, Bob Becker said he thinks Eli has plenty of games left in him. Uh, he needs help around him. Yeah, that's kind of the point we were making. But uh, back to your wrestling question about Jeff Jarrett. Um, I don't think of Hall of Famer when I see him. He never won a world championship, okay? I don't care about Intercontinental Belt. Zach Ryder is a multiple-time champion for Intercontinental Belt for the, you know, United States Championship. You've got to be the world championship. You've got to be the man. Where's that belt? Jeff Jarrett was good. Jeff Jarrett maybe a wrestling Hall of Fame because of what he's done in TNA. Maybe that makes him a Hall of Famer. But last I checked, TNA is WWE's competition. And they're not going to show they him. Didn't buy him they're not going to show him beating, you know, Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe and TNA in 2008 and AJ Styles. No, they're going to show him when he the double J back in the oh, day. Yeah. yeah, but they put, they put the Horseman in. The Horseman wasn't a WWE. Yes, but at least WCW, who they brought out, at least they have their video library. At least they've kind of now merged into one thing 
because WWF bought them and they actually did work together for once. TNA and WWE have never had that relationship, nor should they. TNA wishes that they were what WCW was at one point. So I just don't like it. I, I'm I just not don't like sure it. that. I mean, Vinny uh, said with the whole Godfather thing that, I mean, they'll just put anybody in there now. I'm waiting for them to come out and say Sean Walt will be in there next. I mean, he's one of Triple H's boys. They've all gone in. He will that be in the My last point on this, and we got to do our final thoughts, is now look at this class of 2018. Bill Goldberg, known for WCW. Jeff Jarrett, known for TNA. Where's the guy that did all his work in the WWF? And the Dudleys were ECW. Of course. Right. They're right. And Ivory, who who cares? Like, she's just a throwing. Where's the big WWF super? Next year. And he'll be fighting John Cena this year. Anyway, last thoughts, guys, real quick. Real quick. Josh Donaldson shut down all talks of extension with the Blue Jays. Said they're not even in the same ballpark. (laughs) <laughs> they should just trade into it. It's too long wanting to be ready. We had a uh, we had a guest ask us about Josh Donaldson earlier this year. So earlier this year, we had a, a caller ask us about Josh Donaldson. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's not happy there. It's time to move on. Why, why should he not? They got rid of, um, well, they didn't get rid of Bats yet, Joey Bats, but Edgar Snail. They're not the same lineup anymore. So, guys, stay tuned to us on Twitter throughout the week for some programming notes. We're going to change up our times for this week a little bit. Mike and I and Vinny, we're all actually going to be away. Uh, we'll tweet out, we'll throw on our Facebook for those of you watching on Facebook what time will be on Saturday morning, but it will be a little bit earlier than our normal 10.30 slot. Uh, and then next Monday we'll be back on live, I think, 8 o'clock. We're still going to go at 8 o'clock. Uh, don't know the three, three Sunday will be here. The three of us, the two of us, we'll figure it out, but we'll put it all out on Twitter for you anyway. Uh, probably went over on Block Talk. That's okay. Final thoughts before we say goodbye. Um, I guess I'll use it on Floyd Mayweather. Uh, he keeps posting these videos of him in the octagon at the event. This guy just can't get out of the spotlight. He loves the attention. If you're going to do this thing, stop teasing us and get in there and do it. And uh, I'm going to Canada, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with you. And i got to drive back and forth to Canada by myself. So, trust me, there's going to be a lot of time. I'm you over five hours on that trip. Oh, the over? You're not getting there five hours. Oh, no, I'd say about 5 to 5.30 at the most. Yeah, I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> last year, last time I got there, last time I got there in five hours in like 10 A little bit, a little bit. But uh, we'll throw it on there. Well, either way, I would cheat on the back. I would lie anyway. I'm not kidding. And, uh, big check off my bucket list. I'm going down to Chapel Hill in the final state of North Carolina. Cargo. Oh, I'm excited about that. Are you bringing, are you bringing uh, Mahoney? No, he will be home. He will He's be doing God knows what. Shovel in the snow. 18-year-olds. Anyway, guys, thanks for uh, putting up with us again tonight. We hope to do better on Saturday morning when we're all over the world. North Carolina, Canada, New York, who knows? But uh, we'll be back with you guys Saturday morning over the top sports radio. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.